What's up? Today I talked to John, Jacob, and Kurt of WeJam. WeJam is a essentially booking company. They book music for Northeast Wisconsin. They put on a bluegrass festival every year called Moon Dance and uh, have become friends of mine. Uh, just very down-to-earth guys, and we had a fun conversation on Halloween of 2020, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back, but why not? But why not? With the Wee Jam Boys, this uh, this is John, this is Jacob, and this is Jingleheimer. And uh, we're going to explain to you guys <laughs> what WeJam does. They put on uh, awesome music events in the Fox Cities and a little bit beyond. And they have a lot of ties to the music scene. Happy Halloween. Uh, I'm clearly outdressed and outgunned. So, so uh, why don't you guys, and, and this is uh, not Jingleheimer, but this is Ace Bob. Cupcake Ghoul. Cupcake <laughs> Cupcake Ghoul, which Cupcake Ghoul. <laughs> so this is actually Kurt, and uh, he plays a character on a, a web show that we're gonna throw in the comments uh, that they just do for fun, and that's his character. <laughs> so he he came dressed to impress, but um, okay. So I'm gonna assume my real identity. I'm actually Evan. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> um. So why don't you guys like what like what is We Jam to you guys just to start just to let everybody know like what you guys do? Well, John dreamed it up. That's true. I, uh, we were I was living in Madison at the time and uh, playing in the band Ifty Car with Kurt, and uh, we were kind of trying to find this galvanizing thing that we could use to help original bands like ours. And Kurt had talked about potentially doing a, uh, a music magazine, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of thing to just... Yeah, I delivered the Max Inks. Yeah, we did, we did that. For we delivered Max Inks around town, like the, the statewide news calendar okay. and stuff like that. And we thought, oh, it'd be cool to make our own mm-hmm. of the jam scene. Yeah, so that, nice. that was kind of the idea. He put that in my head and I, I you know, I woke up and I had had this, you know, vision of sorts. Like, I saw the logo, I saw, I saw the name. And everything, and I called him, and I was so excited. I said, "We jam, it's we jam." <laughs> and it just so happened to be our bass player's original idea. Yeah. Anyway, so not know, your bass player anymore. He's no, he's so. Oh, okay. Uh, he was hanging out. <laughs> so, uh, he tolerates us. But uh, yeah, so the idea kind of was to to put a spotlight on these local and you know statewide bands and the. We started covering, you know, the, the statewide festivals. We started writing articles about these bands and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, we, we started putting on our own events, which was a natural progression for us. We, you know, we did what we could to cover the local and the statewide scene. Um, but you know, you kind of run out of bands to to spotlight, and you know, mm-hmm. some bands come and go. So the natural progression for us was to start putting on our own events. And, you know, mm-hmm. We really didn't even know what 
a promoter was at that time. Yeah. We, we called ourselves like a, a media or just music communi- community. Mm-hmm. And then and then after a while, we started to realize, oh, we're, we're promoters is what we are. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And 10 years later, I mean, 2020 will be the 10th year of, it, or, uh, of We Jam. Yeah. So, you know, it took us a while to kind of fine tune what it is that we do. Yeah, exactly. So, Hit your stride. Yeah, and I think we're getting it, it feels that way. It really does. Um, you guys are. You guys have a ton of awesome stuff lined up, uh, like the String Duster show you guys announced. Um, you guys just did the Charlie Parr. You guys have an event tomorrow. If uh, your events page on your Facebook is packed, essentially. Pretty much every weekend. Yeah, yeah and that's thanks to Jake over here. Yeah. yeah. So when did when and how did you join the team, Jake? I joined officially probably three years ago, but I've known these guys for quite some time. I went and seen after car shows back in the day, and um, I was doing the booking at Cranky Pat's. I was managing the kitchen, doing the booking, and John actually did an interview with me through E-Jam that got into the scene, maybe even post-crest, I don't know. I think so. <clears throat> that was um, just about booking and stuff like that. Just yeah. about Cranky Pat's being yeah. like mm-hmm. a, a relic music venue. Yeah, Jake was yeah, bringing it, was, it back. You know, nice. it had kind of gone dark for a little while, and yeah. Jake was bringing it back to the forefront, putting really awesome shows there, like uh, you know our, our corn meal friend Jeff, Jeff Austin, Austin and Dopapod and uh, corn meal, really awesome crazy bone. Crazy uh, bone, happy roots. Yeah. Yeah. Once we got the booking uh, job at the Source Public House, uh, yep. then then Jake had wiggled his way in there as well. Nice. And uh, <laughs> we were like, yeah, this this is like two different companies doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he so was why not work together? Merlin Music at the time. Yeah, I started my own. He was Merlin after Music after Cranky Pat's. Uh, so he called and me and really begged me to be a part of it like, <laughs> <laughs> like five or six times. And uh, finally, nice. I thought I'd help him out. Nice. No, I like it that, might, though. It might have been the other way around. <laughs> I don't remember. There's, there is like a lot of things around here where like there are maybe an oversaturation of grassroots things that should combine, and a lot of people don't put aside their differences to make it work you know so do you guys think do you need a beer by the way i didn't offer you a beer okay um but damn it i derailed my own train um (laughs) for beer yeah right um grassroots coming together that's where you're at oh yeah so did things change for we jam like when you guys got to source did you guys get more organized then because i feel like and or when do you think it started? I, like I don't want to say taking off because I think you guys could go further, and I think you guys will go further. Um, and I, but when do you guys think you started hitting your stride? Honestly, the, when we started with the source, the owner uh, Dennis Long, he started having us come in for like weekly, by you know by monthly mm-hmm. meetings, stuff like that. And he's the most organized person and detail oriented person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. So. Him having us, you know, clip along like that, it helped us in such a way. Every Wednesday we would meet. Every Wednesday we'd go in there and and we'd sit there for two hours, two and a half hours, 
and go over every little detail, mm-hmm. maybe a little too much for our liking, yeah. to kind of roll in and get out, but yep. that really helped us get on a more professional track, I think, Yeah. and, you know, that kind of experience and, and you know, just, just managerial type construct really helped us take it to the next level. Then you had Jake, who, you know, is just crushing it with all the bookings and you know reaching out and doing all that stuff we were doing good bookings at the source and some of them were working out really well and then other ones not so much um so i i feel like we're really hitting our stride here now at the bent keg like Mm -hmm. right now like the majority of our shows are well attended Mm -hmm. where at the source we'd have you know we'd have duds and Mm -hmm. um and now Jake's honestly like the way he handles our he handles all of our reaching out and, and incoming emails and stuff like that and, and he's put together a pretty professional um, you know system on how he handles everything mm-hmm. and if you want to be booking acts at a certain level that you know are the ones that are selling tickets you know then they expect a certain um, level of pro- professionalism yeah absolutely and Jake's done that for us nice because it sure as heck isn't me. Doc- <laughs> documents to John go through Jr. or documents that you like put together that like streamline the process? Um, both. So it starts off with negotiations, emailing back and forth. You put, and then I put together a, a big offer sheet with every single detail you could think of. And then from there it's contracts advancing shows um marketing advances yeah marketing i mean there's there's a lot that goes into every single show yeah i mean you know like we have like he has everything on these offer sheets like like what what the club's putting into marketing and Mm -hmm. and and everything so then the bands get their settlement sheet and usually they work for agencies or they're coming from agencies so there's people that aren't here that they all want to know what how the show went mm. and you can't just hand them a stack of money and be like oh there's 35 people here mm-hmm. there's got to be more it's more of a fi- an official mm-hmm. um you know meaning they just want to know if it impacted in terms of yeah like like draw what's the draw experience? um you sure. know the the agencies g- gets a cut of the of the overall so they're curious to see how much money they've made right okay so they can get there what just basically whether the show is a success or not right and does that dictate whether they work with you again basically generally yeah gotcha i mean um for us you know just there's a lot of places where people just don't try you know like they'll book music but they don't really back the music like um they just want the music to do its, its thing like, uh, on its own book it yeah. book it promote it sell it like you got to do all you got to book it then you got to sell it to the people mm-hmm. or something like that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> forget about it <laughs> no but it's I get what just you're you can't book and act and then when and then do nothing for them and then right. when t- 10 people show up then blame them, them yeah. and be like well we paid you guys well why didn't your fans show up it's like well, it, it's it, as a promoter, you're supposed to spread the word in your market. Right. These bands are coming from California. They've never played here. I mean, how are they supposed to market this area? Mm-hmm. That, that's they? the job of the promoter. Right. You have to understand 
your audience. Yeah, and we, you know, we like we can do good with people coming into town for the first time if if they've been well known in festivals mm -hmm. or if they have good marketing tools, uh, promo tools, videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we have to evaluate all that stuff when we when we look at bands um, whether they have the tools that we can use to get our audience engaged. So. Yeah. So the now that you guys are figuring out this stuff out, hitting your stride, is it is it more fun now than like it ever has been? Like, what is that like? I would say yes. I mean, there was times when we would put shows on at different places. Like we were running shows out of Chester's there for a while several years ago, and that was tough because that's not a music place, you know. We're just trying anything we could to, you know, throwing stuff up against the wall, see if it would stick. Because we yeah, because we don't own our own we don't venue. Have our own venue. Um, exactly. We've still right. we're always like half of the situation. And so mm -hmm. when we're dealing with venue owners or, or just club owners, it's not even a venue, you know, dealing with people. And they did they did well by us, but sometimes these owners will have one foot in and one foot out they don't mm -hmm. know whether or not to jump all the way in with us right because they don't know what we can provide they yep. haven't seen the results yep. now we have a history you know a resume of results yep. so when we go to work for a club they know what we're going to provide so they're more willing to you know and we take risks i mean you know like the shows have you know, gone from small, a few hundred dollar shows to you know tens of thousands of dollars. So. And you're talking like the act, like what you're paying the acts. Yeah, to, to come bring in. to bring the acts yeah. to put on the production, the the room. Yeah, you guys everything. were telling me, um, just in taking risks and building over ten years and learning these things, like you you were you guys at you know at Wilders, you were telling me um, that you tell your friends like. Oh yeah, we lost a few thousand dollars on that show, and they're just like, like they don't, you know, they don't see it. They didn't see it that way yeah. originally, um, but yeah, trust and like that relationship is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like getting people to buy in fully from the get, and sometimes it takes, you know. Yeah. Well, and honestly, years. that's what was so cool about hooking up with the Bent Keg and mm -hmm. uh, Tyler and Heidi and Bruce. You know, we went in there and. and you know they basically said here's our club here's our calendar do with it what you will mm -hmm. obviously we have to cross reference with them right again. well but they, the gave, source, us, they yeah. gave us the chance there when other people in town were kind of like i say half in and half out with us they right. gave us the chance and the source you know, shut down the source shut right. down um, that left us without a place yeah to i mean like we, we're doing music stuff over there but you know it's also a restaurant and mm -hmm. um they had to close their doors, you know, so we really didn't know what we were going to do. Uh, but we've known Bruce our whole lives. We're from Kimberly. Mm -hmm. um, and he was the person that we called. Mm -hmm. And then... I'm not from Kimberly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? He's Nina. from Fortnite, okay. can't you tell? <laughs> yeah, we describe, describe your costume to people that don't know what it is this is a fortnite llama i don't know if anyone's familiar with the game fortnite but uh these llamas have some special prizes he's got them. a fortnite in his undies all sorts of resources basically you, like it's like a pinata basically yeah you shoot it right pretty, pretty much a pinata for a 
battle royale game. You get like oh. ammo and stuff, or yeah, ammo. Okay. I've heard of that game. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my my daughter plays that. Yeah. It's huge. It's like a it's big crazy game. It's an online sensation. It's free, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's crazy what they, they did. Take your information and then they sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were making money off microtransactions or something. Yeah, like yeah. basically people. I don't know how people cheap. buy like buy skins yeah. or llamas, yeah, different and things. Llamas. And now they're selling their brand yeah. for Halloween costumes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, model. We should have a yeah, Wee Jam so. mascot. Yeah, we do. We do. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, just to, because I didn't, I didn't get full info before we started. Do you have history in music in terms of playing, or you just love it? No, I have never performed. That's um, awesome. It, it's awesome that you're still like that passionate about it. Because oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people they either like perform a lot, and either they're not good or they don't know which way to go, or they just like find themselves in a, a different role. Um, but you just like love it that much that you're yeah. just like I mean music live music is a huge passion of mine I mean I remember as a kid I was obsessed with LimeWire mm-hmm. and I would be downloading I had an iPod 160 gigs full of he music he gets it from wow. his dad if you ever met his dad I mean, and, and my he's, mom he's They're a both, huge music yeah. fan What's I mean they, they were bringing me to shows when I was young yeah um, so that's I kind of grew up into it you know What's been uh, drawing your ear as of late? As far as music? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to see the String Cheese incident next Thursday. What's that? It's um, very eclectic. They started off more bluegrass. Spacegrass. Yeah, and now they do all sorts of stuff all the way from bluegrass. They're a jam band from EDM, Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. They put on. They've been around for a long festivals. time, though. I mean, I think he was asking what is, what's this. what's more like what you, what's hot on the scene for you. No, well, <laughs> no. What he's what you like, I guess. Oh, yeah. Because when I hear someone that had a 160 gig iPod full from LimeWire, I assume you were like experimenting with like a lot of music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I listen to everything. Yeah. Under the sun. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite album? Of all time, animals. Uh, Pink Floyd. I was getting Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> yeah, Pink Floyd is up there. Same dude. I I don't know if I could pick one, but yeah, Dark Side of the Moon's yeah up there. It's I've, funny how everybody would pick pick Pink Floyd because it is weird. I would pick one too. Final Cut. No. Uh-huh. The Wall. Oh wow. Yeah. Just. I think it's because they have concept albums, like. And it's just the, when we were young, it was it was fantasy, fantasy. You know, yeah. Like, you know, Pink Floyd was fantasy. Yeah, they go, they they paint a picture with their sound. Good to listen to. It's That's right. I mean, I got into Fish then after that because they're also a theatrical type kind of act in a way. Or Fish. Uh yeah. Fish, like just Dead. just like a mirage of yeah of different things. You re- mystery really. Mystery like a genre, you think? No, just like um, not straightforward music, mm-hmm. like you know, abstract. Yeah, like storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, theatrical, like you know, like the wall stuff. I mean, yeah, Fish does a lot of like fun and games type theatrics. 
like their songs are yeah well some people would you know don't get into them they can get a little silly and then the next song it can get really intense and dark okay you know and they kind of keep you at arm's length with both of those things you know what i mean they don't yeah. let you get too close sure because of the silliness mixed with that they like bring you in and then they like yeah then they shove you away yeah so withholding it's always different yeah. every every show just I've like music it. tension and release yep. yeah that's i mean music music is tension and release it's yeah feel if you listen to songs you start seeing that they're just they're building tension with the beat mm-hmm. and then the chorus the release will come yeah right so it's it's, a, it's like it's constant yeah that's how life is mm-hmm. um do you guys see that storytelling in any Wisconsin bands or Wisconsin-based bands? You guys have a much better read on the um, scene than I do. I, I, I mean, the mustache used to. Yeah. There's a band called the Mustache. I hesitate to say this, but I mean, honestly, Iftikhar, my own band, we, me and Kurt, we, we do a lot of that. Not a lot of our songs are like your straightforward love songs. Like we rarely write songs that are just like love songs mm-hmm. like about relationships that's not the type of thing that we write mm-hmm. we, we story tell we story tell in a way that you know these big grandiose ideas not that you know we're grandiose it's not band. Poli- it's never really political it's or not political it's not it's it's just you know these these kind of bigger ideas about life and death and you know mm-hmm. relationships but not just your you know, black and white, paint by numbers, love stories. Yeah, I mean, I think Feed the Dog has Feed that dog quality as well, as well because yeah. Tyler will write a song that will project you into the character that he's singing about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, everyone yeah. can interpret it differently yeah. when they hear it. Sure, too, it's know? like you can yeah. almost visually see it with your eyes. The story. Yeah, I think that's the like that's a mark of like good art. Is yeah, like for sure. Yeah, you just Opens don't know. Open interpretation. Yeah, I mean, when exactly. you're singing, you know, Mrs. Brown, you have a lovely daughter. Well, that doesn't mean <laughs> too much more than Mrs. Brown. I want to be with your daughter. You know, <laughs> right. that's pretty much what it means. Yeah. You know, if you look a little deeper to bands like Floyd and Fish, they had that ability to, you know, paint those massive, you know, soundscapes mm-hmm. that can make you see whatever it is that you're... Or Jerry Garcia and yeah. Robert Hunter. I mean... Mm-hmm. Their songwriting is like that as well. Yeah. And are, who are those guys? Uh, from Grateful Dead. Oh, gotcha. uh, Jerry Garcia was the lead guitar player from the Grateful Dead, and then he had his writing partner, Robert Hunter. Okay. And they wrote all sorts of songs that are fairy tales about love. and. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a bad example, but, like, Ripple is, like, a really simple song. Yeah. That's probably my yeah, favorite. Yeah, those dead two song. wrote that one together. Yeah, but it is like it feels like you're like going into the woods and like yeah. finding like uh, like the fountain of youth or like a, a yeah. mirror or something. Like isn't that weird? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. who else in Wisconsin writes kind of like that? I- <laughs> you're the expert. Just the two bands we work with. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I wanted uh, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, so you were delivering um, magazines for a statewide music magazine, yep. um, and the thought you had was, why don't like why don't we do this here? Like, what is it about 
I don't know if it's all of Wisconsin or Northeast Wisconsin, but <laughs> whenever someone around here sees something, they're like, oh, I could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what was so cool is that then John brought up online. Yeah. And we were like, great, because I'll tell you, a lot of those magazines didn't get delivered. Yeah. Because, you know. Next thing I know, is half the month. I'm like, oh shit! I still gotta get these Max Wings out. <laughs> that was your competitive advantage <laughs> that you delivered a, a portion of the competition. This was 2010 when we were noodling with this idea. Yeah, and that's and that was prior to you know everybody having their own vlog or you know web series yep. or whatever. Yeah, well, that was so really we, Twitter know, is like 2007 and it didn't really come right. to fruition Even until our festival, 2010, like, 2011. We we for another reason for forming We Jam was we were th- going to throw if the camp and we just we were like we got to name the 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 presenting the team, team. Mm. not yeah. the band, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just about <laughs> the band, it's you know. We're here to promote other people mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, that was when we we were noodling with the idea where we were like, okay, well, to do a monthly or a weekly or whatever, like mm-hmm. online newsletter or something like that, that might be tough for us to do. Why don't we just establish a website mm-hmm. that we can have a list of all the active original Wisconsin bands, which I it, I spent hours and hours and hours on this website, and it's still up right now, but mm-hmm. we're going to be taking it down and doing a massive overhaul on it soon. Nice. I'm still going to be doing it myself because it's just frankly cheaper mm-hmm. that way, and I have full control rather than us hiring somebody and then knocking on their door every day. Maintenance, saying, yeah. Please, you know, mm-hmm. we just do it ourselves. I know it's paint by number. It's not whatever. It works. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we had uh, lists of venues throughout the state that hosted original music uh we had listings and festivals we had you know like i said articles we would post on anything that's going on we still do i mean we have uh music directors in each area of the state and they post whatever's going on i mean you know we're we're now buying our own shows and putting on our own shows Mm -hmm. but we're still promoting for like the media part of it like we're not just promoting our stuff so based on the scene like and because that's a big it's a big undertaking right to like oh yeah to post all that stuff like do you guys think do you guys do you guys think you miss things in the scene or like how do you get your info because i i'm you miss things for oh, sure yeah people will tell you about it yeah know? like and we do our very best, like Kurt said, we have people in all the major markets, even some of the smaller markets, and we rely on them to, to help us. Yeah, they they live there. They're, they got right. whatever they got their thumb on. He is our admin down there. He is just fantastic. If we could clone 15 Ryan Van Remmons, we would. Uh, Adam and Adam. Uh, Madison. Uh, I mean, I'm probably We've been working with Adam for, for since we started. Time. But, but you do miss things, right? And people will reach out and say, hey, well, I have this show going on. Mm. Actually, there's a lot that? of that. People have gotten pretty mad at us about yeah, um, just like if we so don't, much. like, you know, recognize somebody. Right. They it's almost feel they almost feel threatened yeah. like that we purposely did it. Yeah. But Yeah. Do you, you guys time, do you guys still post a lot of, 
like you guys still try to post everything or is that more so how it was no that's what we still do <laughs> okay. i mean um you know up here because we're working this market mm -hmm. we pretty much just post about our own easy Kurt. <laughs> easy <laughs> that makes sense um but you know the madison and, and milwaukee it's kind of up to our directors and, okay but they're just very passionate people as well nice um and then we you know we we get hired to sub promote for uh fpc live which is live, live nation, nation yep. um in and madison and now the paps theater, theater nice. group as well so they hire us on then as a media like or a, a sub promoter nice which some people get confused and think that you know we're putting on these shows but gotcha. really we're we're just assisting the big dogs okay you know um and, and presenting we, partners yeah yeah to make and, sure and it gets we out. just had real like relationship with them for so long that we we've been doing that for almost nine years now huh john yeah i mean matt girding uh, majestic live when he first opened up um the majestic theater in madison he was the first one that engaged us in that manner nice and it's actually between doing ticket contests for those shows and just people seeing our name on those shows that built like the brand of we jam and yeah. we knew that one day we could buy these same shows mm -hmm. and that just apply the same thing yeah. and, and that's where you're at and that's where we're at now yeah so that brings up two questions in my mind one um is do you guys still see yourself at, from the inception as promoting like like something that fits under the category of jam band or is it all music or is it like what's the territory I think it's it's original music would be the more apt umbrella term but uh you know we don't go out there and, and promote you know whatever's vibing really yeah. i mean or if we loved it back in the day i mean when we booked busy bone uh, that was i used to listen to bone thugs in harmony all the time mm -hmm. when i was a kid mm -hmm. it's uh, generally the original music scene and it's generally skewed towards that jam genre or okay. you know, that, that bluegrass genre. but uh you know we're not averse to taking on a country show or a hip-hop show or a okay show we're not averse to any of that as long as it makes financial sense. Right. You know, as long as there's it's got to work. I mean, we do. It. We've been doing a lot of bluegrass because um, we we host the Moon Dance Music Festival, which originated as a bluegrass event. Mm -hmm. um, Seems like bluegrass has like a place here. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, a lot of bluegrass at like the mile. It goes back right? to I think Mole Lake. Uh, they up at. Uh, Mole Lake, they had what was it called? The Great Midwestern Bluegrass Bash, or really? It was is that a hour? huge fest. Yeah, um, it's where is Mole Lake? It's up north. it's like yeah, it's up north. Up north. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's Mole Lake, and it's up north. It was so rowdy. It was on really? the Indian Reservation, but I mean, like even now when I flyer people. Um, I always say, do you like bluegrass? And they'll either say, oh, I used to go to Mole Lake. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why'd you stop? Because yeah. there are bluegrass festivals every single weekend every in, weekend in, the in, in, in Wisconsin. Day Day, yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Do you guys have some favorites 
other than Moon Jackline Jamboree. Yeah, that's the that's the one that when Mo Lake shut down, I think it went to like Cecil or it kind of went off to one other's place and then yeah. that didn't last and then they took it to jack pine um so which is yeah. the wildlife campground in um burnhamwood so and that that just went 19 years this year and and they they don't announce their lineup until a month before the fest and they don't really promote at all and they, they get about four thousand people there every year wow and it's i call it the backwoods bluegrass scene that's cool yeah. well underground yeah. but back it is underground yeah i mean mm-hmm. you know that's where like now like these current more modern bluegrass bands that are emerging are actually just standing on the shoulders of what had already existed here wow i mean local bluegrass yeah i mean they're they're since i mean bill monroe and john hartford and them were playing at that mole lake thing that's like the hierarchy of of bluegrass Mm -hmm. and um that's been going ever since jack pine's 19 years in so um you know there's a community that's already there yeah where like you know say rock and roll you know there's not like a big foundation in wisconsin for rock and roll Um, nobody's really led the charge i guess um or where outside of uh bluegrass is there any other genres that have a foundation in wisco I really don't think so. Indie rock or Americana type thing, and a lot of that has to do with the mild music, of course. Yeah. There is actually, I've heard, <laughs> my one of my roommates from college is uh, very alternative. Uh, it's called post-hardcore is the genre. And I guess there's like a huge stronghold of that in like, is it Bayfield or something? One of like the hipster oh, spots in Milwaukee. Up. Oh, uh, that's you, Bayview. Bayview is Milwaukee. Yeah. Bayfield, Bayfield is, is Apostle Islands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Bayview. Yeah, yep. he said it's like n- number one or number two for that like small subgenre. But yeah, I mean for us, we've not really tapped into nothing other than that bluegrass thing, where it's yeah. real vibrant. I mean, yeah, um, makes sense. The jam scene is kind of overlaps with that yeah okay but i think that there's supporters and groups of people that you know they they like a genre they go out and support that mm-hmm. i mean whether it's as prevalent or not yeah I mean, to enough to establish like a an economy around it i guess is the um how it scales maybe or just people. I mean, the People's Brothers, like effect. Madison's got a good community vibe going down there right now for. Time Travelers, People yeah, Bros. People's Bros. Milwaukee's always seen kind of weird. Like, you never really. Not a lot of bands that in our scene come from Milwaukee. Okay. There's Chicken Wire and Undercover I think it, Organism. I don't think Milwaukee has as much of a local support as it does, like. Sometimes, sometimes the right. bigger mark, the like the, the national market can stomp out the local market. You know where, if, like if, if you're in a big city and there's shows every single weekend at like the Rave and Pap sure. Theater and stuff, Everything it's hard then to right. throw an event with you know a, a lesser regional band. Sure. And get the crowd because they're all like we did that. We played at the Miramar last September. Um, 
and Green Sky Bluegrass was playing at the Riverside, and we had what nine people at our show, because. <laughs> well, was it our headlining show? <laughs> Another band was headlining, but. Um, oh, Cobell, I guess. It was. It was. We pushed for that. Too. But I mean, Green Sky Bluegrass is, you know, the the probably the arguably the biggest bluegrass act out there right now. So. So I guess I. Where was the show? Um, ours was at the Miramar Theater, and theirs was at the Riverside. Is this Milwaukee? Yeah. Okay, so highlighting just like that, this is a big show in Milwaukee, but because of the national acts coming through, like that show would have killed here, you're saying, right? Yeah, I'm saying, you know, it's it's tough to go into a big city right. and play on a weekend date mm-hmm. when there's an existing music scene and existing promoters. And That's why right. I think this area, we're... we're, we're it's kind of a, a boon right now because you can bring in a regional band or like a a, a, a local band show like we have tomorrow at the Ben Keg, the Almond Brothers and Grateful Dead tributes by Soul Symmetry and Gentle Jack Jones. We can put that on, and these aren't really super well-known bands, mm-hmm. but we know that Green Sky Bluegrass isn't playing at the pack. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that. Right. So right. if the people, if we let them know that this show is happening chances are we we can do okay with that yeah you put that down in milwaukee you you don't know because you you're competing we don't we don't have two thousand cap rooms up here or venues right. either There's that are just soaking up people clubs and, and a lot of competition between them but right we don't have one big spot where people are flocking to you know right? yep what are the spots in milwaukee like is paps theater paps theater group and it's Riverside Theater, Pabst Theater, mm-hmm. Turner Hall Ballroom, and then Shit. the back room at Quotima. The they own them all. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Yeah, and and then the Pfizer Forum. Mm-hmm. Tonight, Tool is playing there. Yeah, wow. I'm pretty sure um, FPC Live books over there, in it? Or a lot of shows are Live, Live yeah. Nation does yeah. the Pfizer. <clears throat> That's a massive company, I'm sure they're yeah. doing stuff there. In after parties in Milwaukee around the big shows are good, but generally you're not going to see your crowd until after 11 p.m., closer to midnight. Sure. And the idea is, okay, all these people pour in, and now you're playing to this full crowd. Well, they're not really there to see you. And it, it's fun to play to a full room, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's not like they're absorbing your music in an organic way. It's kind of a... It's not cheating or anything. You know, just keeping the, the keep party, party going. going. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just a fun time, and I love those shows. Those are awesome to play, but it's a little different than organically generating an audience on your own. Right. Yeah, um, I've heard it like this area described uh, by Corey Chisel as like uh, the Wild West in a way. There's just like a lot of a lot of people are hungry for it, yeah. and like there's not the huge venues. There's just like a lot of infrastructure and shows to be made and yeah. you know um there's yeah i mean every weekend there's we got something <clears throat> you know um the mile usually has something and if or you know gibson's and mm-hmm. short branch so it is you know we keep an eye on what's going on all over town try and, not to step on toes yeah and try to look out for each other's shows we've had a great mm-hmm. relationship with the mile of music uh ian and taylor Mm-hmm. and Dave um, we've had Ian and just, Taylor on before yeah those guys have you know they they send bands our way 
mm-hmm. when they can't accommodate them. Nice. Um, like if they if they just don't have the venue or or the means, because well we we you know, like we, we we'll take a little bit more risks. I mm-hmm. think you know. So some bands you gotta make promises to and yeah. get them in here and then put some work in. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, really, the Milan music. It's 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 great to be working in this city with those guys too because it's just music's hot. Yeah, absolutely. I like. I just see, even that these conversations are being had. Like, I just see a lot of potential in Northeast Wisconsin. It really like making a scene or making something bigger yeah. is just like making con- <laughs> connecting the right people and like getting the right like moments to happen. You know, um, which kind of leads me to my next question, which is, do you guys have? like a vision for we jam is it statewide is it or is it just like well we're just going to keep working and I, see where it I goes would love, myself i would love to control a large venue up here that's a, what i think that's what we're the lo- dream like that's our dream we'd like to have at least and, a thousand a cap room yeah. mm-hmm. and then our fast i mean we're not really looking to like buy shows and and other the other markets in Wisconsin because our friends are already operating them, you know, mm-hmm. Live Nation and there you know, if you start if we started putting on our own shows in Madison then we would get the we'd probably get the stink eye like, What are you trying to do over here? Sure. <laughs> this yeah. is our market. Right. <laughs> um yeah, but we we would it wouldn't work it out. wouldn't work out. Yeah. So really the Fox Valley and our our Moondance Festival is is what our focuses okay and then you know jake books feed the dog he manages them and us mm-hmm. and you know so we're focused on getting feed the dog out uh you know into the u.s really yeah wherever wherever they go who knows um jake knows where are they going <laughs> <laughs> next week they're going to tennessee Ooh. north carolina nice um, St. Louis. Well, that sounds like a hoot. Yeah, we're hoping, we're hoping they pave the way and, you know, create the crowd, and then if the car will just ride their coattails after that, <laughs> and then we'll just let them put in all the work, and then there you pull go. the old sweatcheroo on them. There you go. <laughs> that's how... <laughs> Love you, Tim. That's how, uh, that's how all the big guys have done it so far right yeah like, i mean those guys are you know they're they're doing it they're getting out there they're they're willing to take a shot at it and it's a lot of work to travel around and play shows i mean mm-hmm. i see a lot of potential in them too it's yeah. it's sweet to see like all of a sudden everyone just gets it's literally started i was doing a video with uh an escape room in sheboygan and this dude was hyped that he bought tickets for this show his feet and his feed the dog i hadn't even heard of them it was like this was like a year and a half ago and uh just followed him ever since basically just because like i could just tell you know when someone gets that excited about a local band coming to town i was just like okay um it's been sweet pretty much sold out every show they've played Mm -hmm. in appleton or the fox valley yeah we got a show on saturday with people's brothers band and porky's group machine which it will be a packed house nice is a wee jam show it is not actually porky's put that one on 
Okay, gotcha. Where is it? It's at Gibson's. Okay, nice. Gibson's a cool venue too. Yeah. What's yep. their cap? It's one eighty. One eighty. But um, okay. if they could, if they could put um, sprinkler system in there, they could be up to around three hundred. Really? Yeah. Are they working toward that, or do you know? Or not certain. Sure. I mean, it would be great. Yeah. I mean, we've had a few shows that, you know, we're limited to two, two fifteen over by the bent keg, which is great. But then we're like, so we got tanners then. So it's like mm-hmm. bent keg and then tanners. It's nice to have a venue at every size and really like a five six hundred. If you could have a hundred person room, a two hundred person room, four hundred, and a thousand, that would be ideal. Then, then you, then yeah, you, <laughs> we just get that. <laughs> but I'll tell then you what, the there's no has. buildings in Appleton to use. We've been looking, and um, I don't mean this in a bad way, but the most of the bigger buildings downtown have been bought up by by churches. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of churches that own the potential music venues in town. Yeah. Well, uh, or in Katsuya, you know, Luna, Luna could have been, you know, built, built into a nice 400 person room. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how, how that kind of plays out. Um, isn't outer edge, outer edge is the flip of that though. Right. That's it, well, yeah, became, they, it's a church venue. It's a church and venue. You guys got to sell some fucking shows and buy out the church we can't actually it's um it's a it's a mile music venue no i'm just saying like, uh, oh we gotta keep, buy keep out making the money yeah. and then you buy out the church. oh geez <laughs> the last one was that um the thompson center i mean i thought oh that would be so cool oh yeah you to you rip that all that. out and then yeah. the the core church bought mm-hmm. that um so We're, right right now really i mean Lawrence has that one bank building that's sitting over there, unused. Oh yeah, yeah. Lawrence owns that. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, um, I don't I know heard if you can knock the floor out in between. I heard that a bank might be buying that. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> see, uh, our whole <laughs> music scene is gonna go up and <laughs> go up in churches and banks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. But we don't we don't have a problem doing the shows at Tanner's. I mean, it, it's really nice over there. Mm-hmm. It just it'd be nice to be maybe in the the heart of Appleton. Yeah. The big city. Right. <laughs> Downtown Kirk. Yeah. Do you guys see potential in Green Bay or not as much? Um or it's just not as close to home for you guys. Just, yeah, it's just a little far out of reach, but we figure I mean, we can draw from Green Bay for our shows here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there again the the venues there, I mean there's the Meyer, the backstage at the Meyer is a decent venue. We're, we're very aware and in tune with what's going on here in the Fox Valley. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're comfortable assessing what we're doing and taking educated risks mm-hmm. uh, here. But not as much in Green Bay. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Green Bay's had some good bluegrass crowds. I mean, Feed the Dogs done really well up there and the hand grenades. But it, it's, you know risky when you're not right there right yeah i'm trying to like with venture wisconsin our goal is to be northeast wisconsin and i'm feeling out green bay all the time and it's it's an interesting market i mean we've been hit up even just Mm -hmm. recently by the by there's a place called the tarleton that is looking looking to do music the tarleton theater 
Yeah, that's it's, right in downtown. It's yeah, not yeah. quite like really opened yeah. or anything. They just do a show just, now and again. I think they're just trying to figure yeah. out what to do. But we were approached by somebody that had something to do with that. that really? wanted us to do some stuff up there. But um, again, it's like... When you guys... So you said, uh, I think you guys got approached early. You were saying by Live Nation, you've been with them almost as long as we jams. Um, Majestic Live was okay, which is now turned into the yeah. Live Nation. But did they reach out to you, or like, did you have to put in work in those early days to like um, make that connection? I think what happened is we were th we th created the promotion company, and then we threw our festival if the camp, and the second year of if the camp we got shut down. Mm. Um, because of county zoning ordinances and the majestic theater offered to let us throw our resurrection party there nice so um that was the first i think show that we were that we did there isn't it john yeah i think that's right because uh like i said I, I was living in madison at the time so i was gotcha. to know the people on the scene movers and shakers right so down there got shut down we were looking for a venue for just that saturday night you know we had contracts out on a lot of these bands mm -hmm. um that were like okay well look, we can do something somewhere you know and we reached out to the majestic theater they said okay and then after that i believe they then reached out to us to yeah ask if we could come aboard nice. as a promotional he, he, for some of these shows and we didn't really know what that meant or how to do it. Well, he figured we were a, we were a community media thing at that yeah. time, so he thought we were almost like a magazine. Mm -hmm. Which you is know. kind of what we were. Right. Um, and we fine-tuned everything over the course of the past. Time. Right. Yeah, I think uh, he showed us what we but the per were then, yeah. promoters, you know. <laughs> no, that's cool, though, because like, sometimes it's, you know, you put out the perception of, you know, what you're trying to be. And sometimes that's enough to attract the right. thing that makes yeah. you what exactly then you become, you know. Exactly. And they still, you know, I mean, because I even thought I was like, well, you know, they're giving us a huge opportunity to brand our name next to these, like, you know, I think the, the first big one was Railroad Earth. And people are like, you guys are putting on Railroad Earth? And we're like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know that really i mean he matt girding from majestic live he he has helped us build our brand mm -hmm. and that's why we still work with him to the, to this day you know they they just hit us up about railroad earth. we just announced railroad earth really? two days ago yeah that's awesome but you know and and i'm sure like we had a meeting with him and he he's like well you know what are you guys looking to do here you know and and we told him and so he knew that we were working towards basically doing what he's doing mm -hmm. and he still helped us where maybe somebody else when it went like oh i'm kind of bringing up the competition here right <laughs> or i'm bringing you bringing up another fisherman yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like uh people willing to give people a chance and that's not super common in the music business there aren't a lot of people that are going to take somebody under their wing you know or mentor you in any way people don't want you to have the info that they possess right you know what I mean? because like Kurt said that's just another fisherman right so, very cutthroat business. yeah it really is so it's interesting we've been really lucky to have several people over the years 
and for taking I, the time to show us a few things and you know give us an opportunity to learn and grow. And we probably booked them too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said this is the music industry; you buy your friends. <laughs> <laughs> there is a. An interesting truth to that or it feels like it i guess i'm not as deep into it as you guys are but it's interesting um yeah i feel like it's exciting to me just like the potential i see it like i feel it honestly um and i i could be totally wrong and and there's a few people um like in different genres i guess like uh, that are really hustling that we've had on our live show like 7,000 apart this couple that works hard but feed the dog honestly to me feels like the most breakout potential right now just because they're like they're very active um, they're, they're hot exactly. Band, yeah. yeah exactly I mean but they've also been doing it for a long time I mean, yeah. Tyler and Tim were both original members of dead horses and they started Two thousand. I mean, we booked them in two thousand ten. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and and then Tim told me that Tim has just show. driven that train. He's you know he know he knows he knows who to talk to. He's got the skills. Yeah. You know. Um, that's cool. That's cool to see. He's the big dog. It's good. At, yeah. <laughs> Feed him. It's the little dog. Feed him the raw. Um, no, that's awesome. And what's cool too is like with with what you guys are doing with what miles doing um there's more than just that like and even like on the media side like i hope like what we're doing i feel like we're building infrastructure for some talented individual or group of individuals whether they're young or old to have a springboard you know what i mean the same way that you guys got a springboard from the majestic you know live um, but hopefully, you know, there can be some mentorship or give back that creates this, you know, the tide that rises all ships is yeah. the cliche, but. Well, and I think that's exactly what's happening here now is, I mean, you know, there's like the Tay, she's from Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing. Yep. I, mean, I Like these people have super talent, but in back in the day, if it was Appleton and you're coming up, there's nobody to recognize or mm -hmm. you or, or help build you up. Mm -hmm. But now, now there is that infrastructure. Exactly. Now, now you're going to see people start having success. Right. Now she could be, uh, you know, she could, you could format a show where she's a 10 minute opener just to get her name out. And like, that's just like how it can go because mm -hmm. this stuff is happening. Right. You know? Otherwise, yeah, it would literally be having to play coffee shops and, bars until which is what was going on when when i was you know 18 like mm -hmm. i remember i'd go to the new moon in oshkosh and that's where i would see music and the jazz orgy yeah and then i'd go see cool waters at the french quarter like and there wasn't too much more than that i mean unity yeah. was around then and uh, little marsh overflow i remember um not a whole a whole lot other than that do you guys follow Unity? They're, yeah. they're interesting. They actually you? gave us our first bar show ever. We nice. opened for Unity in 2007 at uh, the bar on Lindale. Really? And then we shared a practice space with those guys for a year or so. Nice. Uh, a studio. And, and we got a show coming up with them. Yeah, we got a really? show. We got a, they're, they're opening, opening for, for Afro Man. Yeah. Okay. Waverly, Waverly Beach. Yeah, yeah. Tickets what's the on date? sale now. Yeah, what's the date? <laughs> 
December 27th. Uh, it's a Friday night, uh, right after Christmas. Okay. Afro Man Holidays. Afro Man <laughs> and Unity. That's going to be a good show. Yeah. So, do you guys see Unity? Like, what? Okay, so I saw them in Door County once. I lived there for one summer. I was a kayak tour guide. And I saw them, and they played for old people. Like, they played their set for old people. Like, it wasn't. And then they came up to us after because it was like me, my fiance, and like some of our roommates. And we were the youngest people there. And they're like, we don't normally play like this. <laughs> polka like style stuff usually we do like edms like we just did an edm show in the up or something the ability to to change play the crowd right we've learned that too if if the car just you know we play in bars so much that you play for the whole night you can't just it's not all well the whole thing is an artistic expression but you can't be greedy to your artistic expression right. you have to play the crowd otherwise right. you know you that's that that's the art within the art like you you have your art that you know how to do but the art is really like forming it to and delivering it in the yeah, right way exactly. i mean i mean if you can keep beating beating the same your thing and people are going to be like you gotta switch it up you know yeah they, they get sick of so so I guess my question though with Unity is like, d- have you guys seen a show recently? Like, what do they mostly play? Like, I'm I trying to seen, reggae. Let's see. Reggae. They're pretty much a reggae band. Yeah. Saw a show last summer. Uh, yeah, at the Electric yeah. City Experience. Yeah. A lot of covers and a lot of reggae. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Really, really good. The guitar player. I remember they played at Short Branch when uh, I sat in with Newport Jam. The guitar player is ridiculous. Really good. Well, I, like the, I don't remember his name, but the lead, the singer, the lead. Peta. Peta, yeah. He's very charismatic. Oh, yeah. And, he's uh, right? yeah, yeah, he's got, uh, uh, you know, the, just how he carries himself. And <laughs> it was funny because it was one of the, it was a show where everyone was spread apart sitting in a fold up chair. Every, most people were 55 plus. And he was like ranting about like how it's time to end war and like we have no more space for like nuclear weapons and like I was just like you go man like that's that's dope. <laughs> These people. Like, like Harbor, <laughs> no, it was like no, it was if you take the middle bridge on Surgeon Bay, okay. um, there's like a little park right, oh, kind of tucked into the sure. the downtown right across the channel. Um, yeah, you guys are playing the landmark. Or is that, yeah, did that New happen Z, already? The car, New Year's Eve. Uh, glad you brought that up. There are three bedroom suites up there for only a hundred bucks a night. Nice. Three bedroom, not just three bed. Three bedroom. Wow. Yeah, we stayed there two summers ago. We played up there. It was a great time. Yeah, I'm not sure what time we left there. Did we leave by 11 a.m.? Where do you guys <laughs> play that. when you're there? There's um, the. It's not the restaurant. Is There's it? the restaurant, yeah, yeah and then the, the basement. Carrington. They have the yeah the Carrington. Our our buddy from Nina here, Eric uh, Smith, he uh, is manager there. Okay. So nice. um yeah he had us up. They actually have a ballroom. Yeah. You can fit about okay. You can fit about four hundred people or so in there. Nice. Yeah. I'll be there tomorrow doing a little work. Oh, nice. I was oh, like yeah. I was just I thought that was an interesting yeah. venue. It's yeah, a cool like, setup. Yeah, because we know Eric, he's you know, giving us a couple shots up there, and it's, yeah. it's fun, great food. 
Heck yeah. It's it's cool being in Door County. We we never play on New Year's, so and like I don't know. Um we usually play on Halloween and not New Year's, but this year we took off Halloween and we're playing New Year's. It'll nice. Be fun. We got so. some, uh, some friends coming up and you know getting the sweets and all that. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be a party. Oh yeah. Is that ticketed or? No, free show. But nice. You gotta, if you want to stay at the resort, you, gotta, you know. Pay. Hey, right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what's the next big weed jam show? Um, well, we got our Ghoulaween, uh annual Ghoulaween tomorrow, tomorrow, and that's with uh, uh, General Jack Jones playing the Grateful Dead and Soul Symmetry playing the Almond Brothers. And the following week, uh, Thursday, what's, I forget the date. The 14th. week from today. Uh, useful Jenkins. That'd be two November weeks. Jenkins. The November 14th. Two weeks from yeah, today. two weeks. It's yeah, we don't two have weeks. it. We yeah, don't have String cheese is next string cheese yeah. in Chicago. Okay. Oh, we do have... You guys are all going? Pigeons playing uh, ping pong at uh, the Sylvia in Madison. Yeah, we're, 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 we're helping promote that one, too. Did you guys make that graphic design? No. The pigeons one? Or is that their logo or something? Or That's pretty cool. I'm sure they're... They probably yeah. hired a graphic, graphic design. Okay. Yeah. Artists, so... Yeah, honestly, it's interesting. It seems like there's, like, a inherent connection maybe between those two like graphic design and music um at least where there's a scene or a potential for it because um we've done some stuff with offbeat press and oshkosh and they do a lot of like trades and well not a lot of trades but they do a lot with musicians yeah we've like, worked with drew yeah, yeah, we, they've done they did all of our shirts for a while and, Till, till driving to Oshkosh became too big of a <laughs> We never really bought merch for the longest time. Yeah. Really, not for Iftikar. Well, it's all about to change when we release our new album. Coming about February-ish, March maybe. Uh, yeah, it's been two years. Well, we're taking our right. time. We want to do it right. We're, uh, it's being produced by Jake from Humphreys uh, McGee. And we're just waiting on the last mixes, and then we're make our final edits, and it's off to the press. And uh, nice. we're getting shirts and posters and the whole works. So yeah, making sure Kurt finds himself. That's right. Yeah, before you launch it. The three B's: bed, beer, and buffet. That's what I'm about. Word up. <laughs> just kidding, ma. <laughs> You're dressed in a teddy bear costume. This is a llama. You look cute. Is there anything else yeah. that you guys are excited about these days? I'm real excited about this Duster show. Yeah, that's, let's. That's the biggest club show that we've done so far. Yeah, yeah everything's led up to that. Yeah, yeah, right. Ten years in the making. Right? And and Moon Dance is. You know, we're, we're starting to plan for next year, and that's always exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep dates coming soon, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we have a meeting directly after this with our uh, leadership team to figure out what we're going to do. We just did our fundraiser show, and we got, you know, a, a decent amount of money. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, last year at our event, we had a huge storm come through, yeah. and it just wrecked everything, so... The macro burst of July 19th. Macro burst? Yeah, that's what the storm yeah, is called. It's a really? Rare yeah. Phenomenon and then three tornadoes spin, spun off of it. Basically, it's 
um, I don't know, what is it, like the cold air or the cold air rises up, pushes the hot or the hot air comes in and pushes up on the cold and then all of a sudden the cold just down. busts down. So it, it just like, it, Six, it's like a bomb. Like 90 let's mile let's call range. it what it is. It's God's pissed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, re- he really that. ruined our weekend. Yeah, Regardless, we're, we're or a yeah. year. We still have bills there. We have to. We got. We yeah. got great friends that have helped helped us. You know, get through this. Mm-hmm. So we're. I'm glad you guys are still pushing. I mean. Yeah, we're we're, we're not going to go down without a fight. You know, this is. Fuck yeah. Part of it all. You know, it's all intertwined, and it's all. Just such a passion of ours. We, we're not just going to let it go because of one piss ass little storm. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> we're 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 going to keep pushing. That's. I mean, it's in our blood now. I mean, I just naturally, like every time after a like moon dance is over, it's just like, well, what do we do now? I don't, I don't even have anything to post about. <laughs> like, and me, me and Jake call them fixes. Like, we we need our musical fix. Yeah. Like, we book a show that makes us proud, and and then we we drop it. And, yeah. Oh. Not to get too like lame philosophical, but like, it's a it's a it's purpose and it's like it's a fucking fun purpose yeah you know like it's just like a great way to share art and you know we live and breathe the music scene yeah every day exactly like i could tell i mean um we met you know john kurt and i met twice before this happened like i've seen you and just I can tell by the way you handle yourselves that you're not like trying something. You're doing something. You know what I mean? Um, And I feel like if there's a lesson to anybody out there trying to start something, it's it's that. Like you start by trying, and eventually you find you know you find either your voice or your vision, and it that switches and storms in your life don't stop you once that switch happens yeah. you know there, I mean there's a lot of different experiences that have happened to us over the years that you know you can persevere you can give up yep you know, we're still here hell yeah cool cool thanks guys thanks for yeah, thank for joining you. and thank you bud yeah absolutely Appreciate it. um here I don't I normally I do a question of the day I forgot to uh, to throw that in there if you guys had any question for Northeast Wisconsin, what would it be? Put you on the spot. Have you bought your tickets to the infamous String Duster show yet? <laughs> What's the cap on that? A thousand. thousand. Okay, wow. And in the first three days, we actually sold 211 tickets. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be selling out. So get your tickets soon. Hell yeah. That's February. Other than that, February eighth. I could ask another one. I would say, what what artists do you want us to bring to the area? Nice. So if if any artist could come, Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So put your artist down in the comments. If you could bring any artist to Northeast Wisconsin, who would it be? And We Jam will bring them all here within the, at least the next 10 months. So, <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs> What's that? We'll do our damn. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching. This is Wee Jam. Get out there, do some stuff. <laughs> Thanks guys. Thank you. Yeah. 
thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. 